DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Krista Blunk from the Pac-12 Network. She'll be on the sideline reporting during the Northern Illinois-Utah game this Saturday. She joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Krista, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. First thing we noticed, trying to do a little homework on you, Evansville, you Uh, went to the same school (laughs) as Jerry Sloan. We have to bring that up. That's right. By law, we have to bring that up. That's right. Well, absolutely. And uh, I'm a proud proud Aces alum, and uh, I'm sure Jerry Jerry absolutely was as well. So uh, he's pretty pretty well known back in that area, that's for certain. So this week against the, uh, for the game this week, Northern Illinois, Utah, uh, the odds makers think it's a blowout. Have uh, you got any storylines you're looking for? Anything that's uh, intriguing? Uh, if the odds makers are right and this game gets out of hand, what are you watching for? Well, you know, I'm, maybe it's because I'm covering the game that I, I, I want to believe that it's going to be close, but I'm, I'm kind of that person. I'm always, I'm always kind of wanting it to be a close game and, and competitive and not a blowout, but I, what I know is that Coach Whittingham and, and the youths are not looking past Northern Illinois, and for good reason. I mean, last year at Northern Illinois, I mean, it was seven to six in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, and uh, a couple of scores for the youths ended up solidifying the the win. But they haven't forgotten that, and they're they're not looking past them, and for good reason. They are a very defensive-minded team, and they're one of the best. I mean, they're, they were nationally ranked last year for shutting teams down with their running game, and the Utes found that out. I think they had 68 or so total rushing yards in that game. So they're, they're a very good defensive team. They have a new coach, uh, and he's an, uh, he's an alum of Northern Illinois, Thomas Hammock, and he has that same mindset. You know, this is a team that's trying to shut teams down. They haven't, they haven't given up over 100 yards rushing to anybody in a very long time, 15 or 16 games straight. So um, that's something to keep in mind. So for Utah, BYU allowed them to, to kind of have their running game going. But uh, you got to hope, I think, that Tyler Huntley is going to have his arm uh, warmed up and ready to go also. They're, they're going to need a little bit more, I think, than just the running game. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I don't know that they'll necessarily need a little bit more this week, but at some point when they get into the Pac-12 season, they're going to need to be able to throw the ball. And that's just a foregone conclusion. And that's what's hindered this team in the past because they've had a lot of the other elements but haven't been able to get over the hump. We saw Tyler be very efficient Last week, 13 of 16, not necessarily a whole lot of yards. This week, I'm, I'm wondering if you get the sense that it's important for Utah to have some progression. So maybe you don't have as high a percentage completions, but you have bigger gains. Yeah, I hope so. And I, and I think that, that we'll see that. Uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to Coach tomorrow a little more in depth. Um, but I know that he's already stated that it's something that will come he said you know you get the running game going initially if you can and that's going to open things up more um i think that i felt like tyler was a little reserved to to an extent and maybe it's just because that's what byu kind of presented them on the other side but uh, i'm with you i think that that you're going to want to see a little bit more it's great to be efficient i mean no no turnovers uh no sacks allowed um, that that's really impressive uh, to start things off. But I, I, I think that fans are really wanting to see them be a little more aggressive with the throwing game and kind of see, see what, he's, what he can do now that he's back and healthy. 
So Northern Illinois only scored 24 points in opener with Illinois State. It was lower division school, so you had to have a big advantage there. They got seven of them on an interception late in the game. Uh, how is Northern Illinois going to be able to move the ball in Utah? Because I think that's why this largely gets out of hand, is they can't score, and every time Utah scores, they're just pulling away. And they slam the well, door pretty early. You know, I, I think that that's where Utah needs to be ready to go from the start and really show their presence, make their presence known early on. I mean, defensively, one of the best in the nation, you know, and, and we've seen that, and there and that line is back. Um, one of the things that's, a, I think, a big positive for Northern Illinois is that they have a Cal transfer, a uh, Cal Bears transfer, and a quarterback, Ross Bowers, and uh, Coach Hammock's pretty high on him. He, he won the starting spot over the quarterback, Marcus Childers, who was back from a year ago, um, but he brings some solid experience having played in the Pac-12 uh, he did not play against uh, Utah last year at Cal, but he made the trip, and uh, he he said he knows how you know he knows how the fans are here. He knows how loud it can be, so he's kind of given some insight. But something that I thought was interesting was that coach said in the very first play last weekend against Illinois State, he got sacked, and a lot of players you get sacked in that first play. It's your first you, you go around here trying to prove yourself. And he stepped right up, and he had a, a really impressive game uh, the rest of the way. So he's a guy that, that's going to bring some confidence. Now, whether or not his line can protect him against the defense of Utah is another question. For the Utes, clearly it's to win the South, get to the title game, and actually even win that. That's the expectations. So in order to do that, you're going to have to have these nine conference games, and we expect the Utes to win but later on in the evening, or yeah, later on in the evening, we got Stanford and SC. I find that uh-huh. game with the quarterback situation being extremely intriguing. The Utes aren't scheduled to play Stanford, but obviously they got Stan- uh, SC in a couple of weeks. How intriguing yeah. do you see that game? That one's going to be really a challenge. And, and you, you don't want to completely look past Northern Illinois. They have Idaho State next weekend as well. Um, these are these are games you're supposed to win, and not only win, but really take control of, or, or you hope you can anyway, because like you said, you kick off and you go at USC. I think USC losing, you know, losing their starting quarterback, they have some adjustments to make, um, but they have depth on that team, and so that first road trip is going to really set the tone, I think, for the rest of the, the Pac-12 season, and uh, it's not going to be easy. They don't have to play Stanford this year, but um, I think it's key. If you really want to prove that you're a national championship level team, you have to be able to, to start from the very beginning if, and even on the road. And it's not easy to win on the road, obviously. But that game, to kick off your season with, with a trip to uh, USC, uh, that's going to say a lot. And, and I know it's going to be early in the season, and this team's going to be better by the time they get to Colorado at the very end. But they have to be ready next week. And so uh, I do think that they have the experience. That's one thing that, that's, I think, solid for this Utah team. They lost a couple of key position players, but they have such a great group of core guys back on both sides of the line. And I think um, that, as you know, experience, that is so key when you start to get into these, these very tough road trips and, and Pac-12 play. Chris Blunk, Pac-12 Network sideline reporter for the Northern Illinois-Utah game this Saturday, joining us uh, at the Pac-12 Media Days. Utah was picked to win, but just a slight edge over Oregon and Washington. Uh, I guess now you have the advantage of one game. How do you see the conference? 
Well, you know, I, I do think that uh, the top two that, that you just mentioned, Oregon, Washington, those are the two that everybody's looking at and, and the teams to, to, to beat. Uh, but, I, you know, I think, I think Utah kind of likes the fact that a lot of people just don't put them in that category. And as being a, a potential national level team, and uh, I don't think they mind it. You know, I've definitely heard Zach Moss say, hey, we just, we're going to go out and play. I mean, he's back, and, and it's, it's all about this team. And so um, I do think that, you know, Oregon has incredible talent, incredible depth, as does Washington. But um, when I look at the experience for Utah, I just, I just think they're being overlooked. And I think they're right up there with them. And it's just a matter of the, how the schedule plays out. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking through their, their, their season now and thinking, okay, so start November at Washington. What a big game that's going to be. And at that point, uh, the Utes should be playing some of their best ball for certain and moving into the second half of the season, getting ready for championship play. So I, I think they're going to be right there. And I, I think they're, they don't mind the fact that, that a lot of people nationally aren't, aren't talking about them. Even people on the West Coast aren't really talking about them. Well, we're talking about them here in Utah, and so are you. <laughs> sure, that's right. <laughs> and I'm digging into all the the, the fun stories. I got to find some. I'm gonna I'm gonna be jumping into the stands. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> cool. When you look at you know, we can identify the North and who's going to be contenders. And they don't they don't play Stanford and Oregon, but they do play the two Washingtons, and they have a potential mm-hmm. both to beat Utah. And then obviously every year they play the South. Go ahead and look at the South, and what would you see as potential? They're all dangerous games, but maybe more dangerous uh-huh. for Utah among the teams that they play every year in the South this year. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be easy, uh, especially when you when you see teams like Arizona State. Um, there's confidence for sure. That one that one really stands out to me. They're they're definitely on the slate. Uh, they're concerned of a team as, you know, I don't ever rule out, I don't ever rule out, uh, you know, USC, UCLA, teams like that. But I, th- I think that Arizona State is a scary team to me this year. And um, I, I'm, they're kind of my, they're kind of my, my team that really just keeps standing out sure. the most. Yeah. Well, Christian, we appreciate a few minutes this morning, and we look forward to uh, seeing you up at the game on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. And again, I don't, I don't think that the fans should look past this. This is a Northern Illinois team that, after they finish up here in Salt Lake, they play at Nebraska and at Vanderbilt. I guess we got to start being Northern Illinois fans because if they can get some wins in those places, sure. then that's uh, that's going to bode well for the Utes. <laughs> 